You ready? Yeah. This is my Bible. It contains words from God. To me. For me. And about me. His word is life. His word is in me. Therefore, the life of God is in me. If the life of God is in me, sickness cannot be in me. If the life of God is in me, poverty can't be in me. If the life of God is in me, depression can't be in me. If the life of God is in me, back problems can't be in me. <laughs> we ain't done. I believe I am who he says I am, and I have what he says I have, and I can do what he says I can do. And now I will be taught the word of God. I boldly, I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And I'm about to receive the incorruptible, the ever living seed of the Word of God. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Ha ha ha. Amen. <laughs> Y'all ready to have fun? Healing is not something we should be striving for. Healing is just who we are. I'm going to bring this from a little different angle tonight. If you've never heard it from this, in this side, I, I, well, I'm not going to apologize. It's the truth. It, it may be a little strong, but I'm tired of seeing God's people walk around sick and being okay with it. I'm tired of seeing people okay being sick. I'm tired of seeing people okay being disgusted and depressed. I'm tired of seeing people just dealing with the sickness and disease that Jesus himself came to this earth, took the stripes upon his back to, for us to be set free, and we just sit here, roll around, and say, it's okay, it's just that time of season, and I'll just, I'll just deal with it. The sickness that you may have brought in this room with you, I can tell you right now, it is under the blood of Jesus. It's some... It must bow its knee at the name of Jesus. And tonight, it's your choice, but you can choose to leave it in here if you want to and walk out of here free. Because it's already been beat. It's not my word. It's, it's his word. It's the word. It's more than a word. It's the word. There is no other word. There is no other option. The believer. Now, if you're not saved, here's something to look forward to. I know there's someone in here. Salvation is a benefit. Salvation is not a loss. You don't give up your life because you're saved. You gain your life because you're saved. You lay it down and you receive his. It's way better than what the party think you the party thing you're doing, you think that's good. You ain't seen nothing yet. I've been there, done that, I'm telling you. Once you step into Christ, you step into healing. Yes. 
It's not something we should as a church be striving to. I believe I receive, I believe I receive, I believe I receive. No, you are. Why? Because he is. And you are in him and I, he's in me. And healing's in me. I'm in healing. It's, it's just a fact. I, I grew up on a cattle ranch. And we were in, uh, now just hang on, sit tight. I was in poop a lot. <laughs> when I was in the poop, I knew what was to expect. Stink. It's just a result of being in it, up to my shoulder in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Little five-foot boy on a stool, shoulder deep. Anyway. <laughs> when you're in it, you're in it. You don't have to believe. Now, I stepped in this pile. Now, I believe I'm in it. I believe I'm in it. I believe. I believe I'm getting the results of this poop on me. I believe by using my faith, I'm going to have poop on my boot when I step out. Oh, it didn't work. No, it's just there. I don't have to believe it would stick to my shoes. I didn't have to believe it would stick in my hair or on my face. It just did. And you got the tail swinging and whapping. I'm sorry. I've had more grain. It, it was just a result of me being in it. I experienced what it did. It's like, it's like being in it. Let me clean it up now. When you get in a swimming pool, do you have to believe you're going to get wet when you jump in? Why? Why don't you have to, man, I really hope I get cooled down when I jump in. I hope that's water. I don't know. <laughs> Whew. Hey, will you believe in me right now? Why? What's going on? I'm at the swimming pool. What do you need? I, I'm about, I, I think there's water in this pool. Will you just agree with me in prayer that when I jump in, I get wet? <laughs> I'm bringing it from, an, I know, an extreme angle. I get it. But when you step into Christ, you step into healing. It's just who you are. It's just who we are. I believe as I'm ministering tonight, what you came in with is going to leave while I'm ministering, not because I'm special, because the, the Spirit of God is at work in here. And you don't have to have hands laid on you. That's one method. And Matthew says God sent his word and healed them. Jesus came that the prophecy be fulfilled. The word. Jesus is the word. When the word showed up, healing was a result. Healing hasn't stopped because Jesus hasn't went away. He's still Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And if you, it, maybe you're here tonight, it's like, well, I don't believe in all that healing stuff. Well, I'm simply going to ask you, just believe in Jesus. Because if you believe in Jesus, you believe in healing because healing's in Jesus. It, it's a benefit of yours. Jesus died for it. And if complete healing, if complete 
physical healing wasn't possible, then Jesus messed up. He didn't finish it. He lied. When he said it's finished, I'm pretty sure he meant it's finished. And all the stripes that he bore on his back means it was finished. We don't have to deal with something that was finished. We don't have to deal with something that he took care of and finished. We cannot tolerate something that he took to hell and left it there. Amen. Amen. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 6. And as you're going to Romans 6, I'm going to reference two scriptures that I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with. Isaiah 53. By his stripes we are healed. See, Isaiah, that's Isaiah 53.5. Isaiah's seeing, he's prophesying what's happening to Jesus. And he says, by, by these stripes, Jesus is receiving we are healed. He was seeing the are being healed. But you go to 1 Peter 2.24, Peter says, now we were. Peter's looking back at the cross saying, we were healed. Isaiah, say, Isaiah says, we are being healed. Peter says, no, no, no. Look back now in the new covenant, we were healed. Well, where, where did all that take place? It took place on the cross. In the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus correlated sin or forgiveness as if you're forgiven, you're healed. There's a story that a paralyzed man rolled up in a map. Jesus looked, he was having a teaching moment. Jesus looked at him. He said, Man, your sins are forgiven. Get up and walk. Then the Pharisees wigged out, right? Who is this man so he can forgive sins? God alone can forgive sins. Jesus looked at him and said, what's easier to say? Be forgiven or be healed? What was no difference? When you're forgiven, healing is a result of forgiveness. Healing is a result of salvation. Healing is a result of being saved. So with that said, I like looking at Romans chapter 6 from this angle. Romans chapter 6, we'll just start here in verse 1. It's pretty good. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Now, I just shared with you, Jesus didn't differ between sin or forgiveness and healing. It's, you with me? Sickness and sin are the same. In the lives of God, sin and sickness are the same entity. So, let's do this. You ready? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sickness that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sickness live any longer therein? It's our choice. That's right. 
It's our choice. The sin issue's been taken care of. The healing issue's been taken care of. It's time for God's people to stop begging to be something they already are. I just need to get healed. No, you just need to see. We, we have to stop calling God a liar. I know it's strong language. I get it. I was raised a little different. Sorry. Just bear with me. But to say I need something that Jesus died for, I'm calling him a liar that he didn't do what he said he did. <laughs> Y'all okay? Why, why am I bringing it this way? Well, that's what he showed me to do. If you're done dealing with something Jesus beat tonight, your night, you can walk out free from it. You don't have to take it home and keep patting it and keep reading about it and keep researching about it and keep taking pills about it. I'm not, I'm not being harsh. I'm, just, I'm coming at the devil right now. I'm not coming at you. You with me? We're here to help you. Jesus died, but he did more than just die. He went to a pit, and he took back everything that belonged to us. And part of that taking back was you and I. He took us out of that pit. He didn't take us out sick. He didn't take us out broke. He didn't take us out burnt. He took us out whole just as he was whole. And he said, come on home with me. We're going to go and sit down with daddy. And when you sit down with your daddy, your father God, complete restoration. See, I see it more than just him. I'm not belittling the scripture. Yes, he went and got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. But he also went and got weighed. And he took me up. He dusted me off. Made me brand new. That's a better way to say that. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He made me brand new. And then he set me down in his lap. Not sick. Not disgusted. Perfect. That's your spirit being. I know we deal with the flesh. And this flesh sometimes tells us things that we're, that we're not. That's right. Sometimes our flesh screams, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. If you're self, I mean, if you're flesh-minded, yeah, you may start agreeing with that. But let me tell you something. As a, as a redemptive reality, you are not a flesh bag. We are spirits that are completely whole and well, and we're not sick. We're not broke. We're not disgusted. We're not depressed. We're in the image of God Almighty. Now it's getting that life on the inside of us, out of us. That's what can be. Amen? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sickness 
live any longer therein. So if you're here tonight and you came for the purpose of this healing meeting, we're, we're all going to do it so you're not singled out. Let's just, will y'all, everyone say this with me. You ready? How shall I? That I'm dead to sickness. Live any longer. Therein. Father. I decide. Right now. I won't. If you meant that, you're free right now. You're free right now. One of the greatest, you know, confessions I see in Scripture, I love this confession. I love this ask. I love this prayer. I don't know what you want to call it. I love this heart cry in Mark chapter 9. Go to Mark chapter 9 with me. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. If you're, if you're still struggling to fully believe everything that's been said thus far, I'm going to encourage you, lay, your, lay, lay everything down and, and take on this mindset right here. This is an awesome mindset to have, and it's okay. We, we, we can't be proud and think we know everything. Because if we knew everything, we probably wouldn't be in the situation we were in. You with me? That's called pride. Right? We, we, don't, want, we don't want that. So right here, Mark 9, 23, this is the man who's crying out for his young boy. His child was being tormented by a demon. This man brought his child to his disciples, to the disciples of Jesus. They had a hard time setting him free. Verse 23, Jesus told this man, he says, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That's a pretty good statement. So all things pretty much means what? All things. You can look it up in the Greek, Hebrew, lexicon, whatever, leprechaun, whatever you want to use. It's going to mean all things. All means all, even where I'm from. Y'all, all y'all. He says, so, all right, let me put time out. Would complete physical healing be in the category of all things? So then it's possible, if you can believe what Jesus did for you, is possible. So that tells me what Jesus did worked, or I couldn't believe for it. Good? Now, here's, the, here's what I want you to see. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. 
There's something in me that that's not quite connecting. Help me, whatever that is, I need you to help me. And as soon as he said that, his child was free. It's not the issue of believing here. It's, it's coming from our, our being, who we are. The Lord knows what we believe. The Lord knew what he believed. This man was honest. He didn't say, oh, yeah, I know all that. I've, I've been watching you for the last year go around setting people free. I believe that's who you are. No, he had enough sense about him. Say, Lord, I do believe or I wouldn't be here. But help my unbelief because my child's life is on the line. Help me what I'm not seeing. Intervene. Make the connection for me. And if you've been walking through life struggling with the same disease, like, I just can't get free, I just can't free. I believe, but I, man, I, just, I just can't get it. Say this. Lord, I do believe. Now help my unbelief. It's okay. It's okay to acknowledge we don't have it all figured out. This man came to Jesus. You're going to have a chance here momentarily to come up here. You're not coming to Jesus. Well, you come to Jesus in us. But when we get to that moment, we'll lay hands on you for sure. We're here to set the captives free. Amen. Heal the brokenhearted. That's what we're called to do. But that's not who, who the believer is. The believer is not broken. The believer is whole. I know this is a little extreme. Can, we can't keep seeing ourselves in the curse. We can't keep seeing ourselves lost, right. trying to get healed, trying to get free. It's just who we are. If you need a help making a connection, that's what we're here for. Help my unbelief. When you're walking up these aisles, Father, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when you stand up here and hands laid on you, the result that this man experienced with this child would be the result you experience right here, right now. You know, I spent some time in, here recently in, in a hospital room watching a man take his last breaths on this earth. And he looked at me and said, wait, I, I, I know this. I know who I am. I know I'm healed. But I'm just not seeing it. And he was condemning himself for it. Like, brother, it's okay, man. God ain't mad at you. God's not mad at you. And I spent some time with this, with this man right before he closed his eyes and went on to heaven. And I got to thinking, like, man, it's easy to hear it. It's easy to know it right here. But to make it a reality in our life, Where's that, where's the disconnect? I believe the disconnect is we, we've conditioned ourselves to be trained by media, trained by doctors, trained by other outside voices to where we give that more credit than this. And then when it gets down to it, we know, Lord, I believe, but I don't know, I just, I'm just not seeing it. 
This ain't anti-doctor church by any means. But we can't replace the word of God with their word. I've seen too many people die when they do that. I know it's strong. I, I, can, I, I, I know. It's okay. It's okay. God's not mad at you. He's not condemning you because you're not walking out your complete redemptive right of healing. He's not up there with his arms crossed saying, Jesus, you wasted all that blood on that idiot right there. <laughs> he ain't doing that. See, that's my Texan, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He's not doing that. He's fighting for you. He's praying for you. He's interceding for you. He's interceding for what belongs to you and I. He knows what he did for us. He knows what's right around the corner of your life. Like, man, if they would just look. If they would just take one more look before they quit. If they would just mm, look right there. I guess I should look at my notes. <laughs> Sickness and disease are not okay to be tolerated. It's not okay. You know, I, I was raised with a fight in me. So the passion you see, that's just, that's just me. It's what you get, sorry. <laughs> Let me lighten you up a little bit. Ain't 100% sanctified yet either. <laughs> you come at me, I'm coming right back. <laughs> I'm, that's just how I was raised. But when it comes to the things of God and what Jesus died for, sometimes self included, I'm not throwing stones at anybody. Been there, in there, doing it, been doing it. Sometimes we fold our arms and say, well, here we go again. I'll just sit here and take it. How long is this going to last? Instead of fighting back when it comes at us and saying, Mm-mm, you ain't doing this to me no more. Having that fight inside of us. We, we've got to have this fight. The fight that Jesus had in him when he whooped it is a fight we should have in us when it comes against us. Jesus didn't just go through the motions of being crucified. It was a battle. A battle. We got to have a fight inside of us to stand up for what Jesus paid for and say, sickness, you're not trespassing no more. Jesus whooped you. He whooped you. You have no place in my life. You have no place in my family. There's this, what we call the believer's authority. As a believer, you have the authority of Christ. His authority. There ain't no greater authority. 
We, walk, we operate in that authority, and we can use that authority to put sickness and disease right back in its place, which is hell. Send it right on back home. It's not a blessing. It's not a testimony tool. It's not a thank you, Father, for bringing my family together through this cancer. It ain't none of that mess. It's a disease that has no right anywhere around your dwelling, according to Psalm 91. If you don't know Psalm 91, check out Psalm 91. You know... I want to encourage the believers. Can I encourage you believers? Going from miracle to miracle to miracle to miracle is not God's best for our life. That was the children of Israel. That was the old covenant mentality. They had to go from miracle to miracle to miracle to miracle. I'm not saying God doesn't do miracles. He does miracles. It's one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I'm just saying it's not his best for you and I to go and struggle from, from, to have a a bailout to, I'm going to use that word, bailout to bailout to bailout. That's not who we are. Or to go from needing healing to needing healing to needing healing to needing healing. That's not his best for us. His best for us. Is to stay who we are. And who are we? We are healed. We are the healed staying healed. We are not the sick trying to get healed. That's not who we are. Hey, well, I hear this. You hear this? <laughs> well, what about there's any sick among you? Call for the elders of the church and lay their hands on them. If... If there are any sick among you. It wasn't the, they didn't expect that. Woo. If someone rolls up in your service and they need healing, here's how you do it. (laughs) Hey, I want to encourage the believer. You said I can encourage you. I'm just, I just want to encourage you. Hey, there's a higher way of living. There's, there's a higher way of living, and it's up there with him. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no disease in heaven. There is no curse in heaven. There's nothing of this mess in heaven. So now he's taken ownership of this flesh bag that he's given us. This is, not, this is not to tell us who we are. You know what this is for? Do we know what this is for? It's a tool. It's a tool for him to use. This tool carries who we are. We, we don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. This tool is carrying around the life of God, waiting for somewhere to go put it on somebody. It's a tool. A tool. And a tool, now when you use handyman. Where you at? I saw you. I hear you somewhere. Gabe, where are you? When you use a hammer, 
Does that hammer tell you who you are? No? You control the hammer? This is a tool. You can use your tool for his glory. You can use it. You use tools. You have to use the tool. Why do you need this? Why do you need this? Because if you don't have this, what's in you won't come out. So what's the devil after? Your tool. If he can break your tool, he's got you whooped. If he can take your tool off this planet, he won. In that sense, you go to heaven. But your tool is no longer able to be used. You with me? This tool does not... So when my tool is struggling, when my tool gets dinged, when my tool gets nicked, when my tool has a bobo, as my little kids say, or a boo-boo, whatever, it does not tell me who I am. I say, no, tool, you're whole. And you start releasing the life that's inside of this tool out and watch your tool be mended. Because everything we need is, is inside of us. Everything we need is in us. Everything. Everything is inside of us. Everything? Everything. Why? The life of God is inside you. You said it while I go. <laughs> There's nothing missing in the life of God. His life is in us. Well, you mean everything? Yeah, even your house is inside of you. Your car is inside of you. Everything is inside of you. That's where the life of God is. Well, how do you get it out of you? I mean, I have a house in me. I have, I have healing in me. I have a car in me. Absolutely you do. It's the life of God inside of you. And the way, way this works the way he used it in creation. He spoke the life, he spoke the word out of him, and as soon as he gave voice to what was inside of him, it manifested. As soon as he gave voice, as soon as he gave voice to the word that was inside of him, it manifested. Everything. So the healing that you think you need that's already in you is inside of you. Say this with me. By his stripes, I was healed. If I was healed, then I am healed. If I am healed, then I ain't sick. So what happens? We'll finish right here. Mark chapter 10. I have to, I was going to skip over this, but I just got checked. 
Mark chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 46. This is a real issue for some. I want you, I want everybody healed. Everybody can be healed. Everybody is already healed. And I want you to walk out as who you are. And I don't want anyone leaving here to say, man, I do want to be healed, but I sure don't want to give up my benefits. Man, if I get healed, then I got to get a job. Wah, wah. <laughs> Maybe you'll lead somebody to the Lord at that job you don't want. Maybe your blessing is at that job you don't want. <laughs> he doesn't want to stay sick for a benefit. No, his benefit is us to be healed and be a blessing to somebody. So what I, why am I saying all that? Well, look right here. The, this old guy here, he's blind. Verse 46, he came to Jericho. There's this uh, blind Bartimaeus. He, Bartimaeus. And uh, he's begging by the highway, verse 47. And when he heard that Jesus was coming, he cried out and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I think he's done being blind. What do you think? I mean, you got a pretty good life. You sit here and beg for money all day. You ain't got to work. You ain't got no responsibilities. You just sit here and beg for money. People come give you money. I guess he had enough of that. He heard about somebody. He heard about this man named Jesus strolling by. And he cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And they told him to be quiet in verse 48. In verse 49, Jesus stopped. And commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man. Hey, be of good comfort. He, he's calling for you. Here you go. Verse 50. And he cast away his garment. Now that garment was his identity of being blind. It was his cloak. It was his identifier. I'm laying here a blind man. Have pity on me. This is my blind coat. This is my tag I hang in my mirror to get a reserved parking spot. Oh, ouch. He had enough. Come on. Come on. Enough is enough. And when I see a, my, the man I need to set me free, or he must have saw him, heard him. He saw something on the inside. It's not just natural sight. He saw something he may have saw himself seeing on the inside. Or he wouldn't have been so confident crying out for Jesus. He already seen it. Can you see your freedom? And as soon as he threw off his identifier, he said, I'm not identifying with this no more. This is not who I am. He was healed. No more begging. No more reserved parking spots. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have an awesome golf cart that runs around. We'll give you a ride. No more, no more benefits from the government. Oh, poor you. I know, I'm, listen, I'm a little different. I get it. But it's time for God's people to take hold of what Jesus Christ died for. How sad 
Is it to receive salvation and say, you know what? I don't want your healing. I don't want your freedom. I just want my, I just want, I just, I just want not to want to go to hell. I don't want nothing else. No, it's okay. Let your so-called benefits, let it go. Because you have a greater package in the word. You've got a greater package in him that he's, he's just waiting to uncover for you. Don't be mad at me. It's okay. I love you. I love you so much. That's why I'm telling you this. I'm serious. I think it's really cool. I got to testify. I think it's really cool that I'm getting reports from people coming to Life Church because doctors are sending them here. Yeah. One particular lady told me herself, I mean, it was not, I heard through the grapevine. She sat right there in our living room and told me, my neurosurgeon told me to go to Life Church. I said, hallelujah, praise the Lord, we're doing something right. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Why? Why? What is, it's not special about life, church. It's what we preach, it's what we believe, it's what we do. And I want to encourage every person, every believer that's a part of Life Church, be okay being healed. Come on. Come on. I'm serious. Be okay being who you are and fight for it. What I mean by fight for it, it's not a physical fight. It's a faith like, bless God, I'm taking what belongs to me and I ain't letting go. Amen. Amen. You're healed. I want to see a raise a a show of hands. If you came in here hurting, needing prayer, but now you know you don't need hands laid on you no more. Can I see your hand? Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead, and He's alive today. I receive Him now as my Savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us 
for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.